We are I. I was standing in the shower this morning thinking about what I'm going to talk about on the podcast this morning and I, something that keeps popping into my mind the last few days, you know, specifically because of this move that the US and Nancy Pelosi has made, you know, with Taiwan and just the, what it's done, the spinoff of like what it's done and what China is doing now and ramping up these, these military drills that are just super aggressive and you know, the U.S. moving an aircraft carrier and three warships, you know, close to Taiwan, whether to be to protect Nancy Pelosi or, or not, or whether or not the U.S. is, you know, passed laws that they actually have to protect Taiwan. You know, and what I thought was interesting behind that was, is how does the U.S. pass laws, like actual laws inside the U.S.? This has nothing to do with NATO or G20 or or. Or anything. This is just the U.S. passed a law inside its own country that's legally obligated to protect Taiwan. Like, how does that make sense? Like, I can understand fundamentally why. However, when you know that the immediate reaction to that is going to war with China. So, now, is that that you want to protect Taiwan's sovereign rights? Or is it that you just really want to have an excuse to go to war with China? Because we know the military industrial complex has wanted to go to war with China and with Russia, you know, for decades to try to wipe them out to be able to claim that that supremacy of the land. So that supremacy of the land is actually something that I wanted to talk about because we have a lot of a lot of issues to do with land right now, especially here in Canada. You know, we have you know, people in Canada and the United States, before they start the meeting, they'll say like, you know, I just want to thank the First Nations, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, um, for allowing us to be able to host this meeting on their land. And whenever I hear one of these lefties virtue signal like that, where they want to list off all these First Nations who were there before, it's like that proves right there. Like that statement proves that other people take other people's land. So why is it that all of those First Nations get a claim to that land? Why is it not just the one that historically had the land first, that what people can prove? And why is that First Nations group not pissed off at every other First Nations after that that took their land? And then they're only pissed off at the Americans and Canadians that live on that land now, that air quotes, took that land, you know, whether it be in the late 1700s or early 1800s. So why? Because when we look at other places in the world, we have lots of examples of other people taking other people's land. Like that is just something that's fundamentally happened. Over the course of time, historically, Russia is trying to take 
land right now. They're trying to take Ukraine. They've made these other moves around in that same region of acquiring other countries to be able to bring back the Soviet Union or, you know, countries that used to be a part of the Soviet Union. Because Russia wants that. They want that more land. They want those resources. They want those strategic assets. They want that. Like people have just always done this. There's a huge, there's a, a shipwreck found off the coast of Colombia, a Spanish shipwreck that was carrying gold. And I guess it, I can't remember what, it's like billions or tens of billions of dollars worth of gold. And it's really far down. And the, the Colombian military is going to try to, you know, reclaim this gold and they're going to put it in a museum and i'm sure some people are going to take some of it but spain has said like no that's our gold and columbia said no that that gold is you know off our coast it's on our shores that is our gold but then the local first nations in that area said no that's actually our gold because the spanish came over forced us to give us or give away our gold and they were taking it back to Spain. So it's actually our gold. So now you have three countries or, you know, three groups laying claim to that gold. And what Colombia wants to do is just put it on display, whether that be true or authentic or the whole collection or not, who knows? You know, but we've always had people taking on the shit. So is it the Spanish's gold because it was on their ship? Or was it that First Nations gold because, you know, it was theirs and whether the Spanish convinced them to give it to them or they took it by force or whatever. Or is it simply just because it's on the land of Colombia now, it's theirs. But again, somebody or a group of people came over and took something from somebody else. And that's just always what has happened. It's happening to date right now. And it's not just Russia trying to take the Ukraine and it's not just China trying to take Taiwan. We see this in lots of other countries. A lot of other countries have just had peace. And they're just like, you know what? Our land is our land. Fuck it. We're good. You guys go do your thing. But they'll form collectives like the European Union that collectivize land so that they have more strength in the world market. But then you have countries like, you know, the UK, when they have Brexit, where Britain exits the the European Union, they're like, we don't want to be a part of your land. Now this land has become the kind of digitized because it's not an actual, you know, land. It's just a collective of land like the United States or like Canada, where the provinces decide to separate. And then we bring ourselves back to Quebec, where they want to take their land and take it away from Canada. There's always all these debates over land, but why don't we just focus on whose land is current? Why do we have to go back? And why do we have to go so far back? Because then everybody can be mad. Everybody can have a right to be pissed off. Everybody can say, well, this once was mine. It's like, you know what, motherfucker? A lot of shit used to be a lot of people's. So this goes back to where this thought really crept into my mind when I was standing in the shower is because we know that we used to be one super continent. Now, could Africa, if we can really trace back our roots geographically to Africa, does that not mean that 
everything is Africa? Does that not mean that Africa could lay claim to all of the land? Because all of the descendants come from Africa, air quotes come from, theoretically, this is, you know, what's put out there now. Not only do all the descendants come from Africa, but if we were one big landmass, that would mean, theoretically, everything on this planet would be Africa's. When is it that they lay claim? When is it that Africa as a continent lays claim to everything? How many woke left motherfuckers need to take over Africa before they could realize this same thought right now that they could lay claim to everything on this planet? And is you could be sitting there listening to this and thinking about how ridiculous this concept is. But this is exactly what's happening in Canada right now. This is exactly what's happening in the United States right now. This is exactly what's happening with Russia and the Ukraine and China and Taiwan. It's just a more historical version. But shouldn't we go back to the most historical version that we know for accuracy? Because that only just logically makes sense. If we know that this is what was, should that not be our base and starting point? Because who gets to decide how far we go back? Do we go back 100 years? Do we go back 200 years? Do we go back 1,000 years? Do we go back 100,000 years? Do we go back a million years? How far do we go back for those people to be able to lay claim to what that is theirs? This is the world that we live in today. Instead of living right now, we have to go back and rectify and justify for all these people who once were and what once was. But if you go back far enough, there actually was no, you know, Homo sapiens. There was no Homo erectus. There was no Australia pithecus. If you go back far enough, none of that existed. So doesn't that mean that everything is a blank slate? Everything. Because again, who does, who gets to decide how far you go back and how far you go back in, you know, Homo sapiens evolutionary history? Do we go back to ancient hominids? You know, how far do we go back? How far do we go back to be able to create that beginning point? Because right now we've had some people and some groups create these real artificial, you know, starting points that only benefit them. But how far do we go back and who gets to lay claim to that? And again, this is how ridiculous the world is that we live in today where, where people want to historically go back and lay claim to those things because it benefits them. Instead of just being like, you know what? Fuck, this sucks. I wish I said that, but I don't. Because this is what we're doing right now. Like right now, right in front of your face. This is what we're doing right now. So I guess... I feel like this is one of those rants where I could go on for like a half an hour or 45 minutes, but maybe I should just wrap it up here because I'm sure everybody thoroughly gets the point. No matter where in the world that you live, you know, from North America to South America to Europe to Asia, all the people who listen to this podcast, we all live in different geographical regions of this planet. So I guess the question of the day is, from all the corners, what do you think? What's the starting point? Where do we go? How far do we go back?